as I want to preach in your hearing, Praying to God as Father, Part 2. I know some of you were mad that I did not uh, preach on this last week because the first part of the sermon was very popular. And this is a part of the long-running series, Praying Through the Bible. Uh, Message number 489, that means 489 Wednesday nights uh, in a row. This goes all the way back to when my children were young uh, and home with me and in high school and college. And uh, now, and, and, and with the help of my oldest son, Daniel White the Fourth, and with the help of my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel White. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So that means that if you are feeling like you're in bondage and you're fearful, there's something wrong somewhere. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's a place of safety, a place of provision, a place of joy and peace, not fear and bondage. Okay? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Lord, I thank you for my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, who is helping me with this series uh, and this particular sermon. And uh, I praise you and I thank you for this entire time together, joining these two services together. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will help us to pray to you as our heavenly loving Father. (coughs) Pardon me, Lord. Help everybody who names the name of Christ to do so. And so, Lord, grant me your energy, your strength, and grace, and your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word and your Holy Gospel, to encourage the saints to pray on, to pray without ceasing, to pray always, to remember your parable, Lord Jesus, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, not to give up, not to give in, but to pray to you and to walk by faith and not by sight. And then, Lord, help others to have faith in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and get saved even tonight before it is eternally too late late because we have learned from the news recently that we can walk into a grocery store and our life is over. We can go to a classroom and our life is over. And uh, we can go to a hospital and be shot there, and our life is over. So, Lord, help everybody to understand the urgency of hearing the gospel and believing 
the gospel and believing in you, Lord Jesus Christ, for their eternal soul salvation. And help preachers to understand the urgency to preach your holy gospel. We pray for thousands of preachers around the world to commit themselves to preaching the gospel using the wonderful technology that you have wrought to get the gospel out before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and Dr. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the right way to pray is to stretch out our hands and ask of one who we know has the heart of a father. Let me just tell some of you who are fatherless for whatever reason God will take you up and he's the greatest father of all time you're disappointed in your father disappointed in your mother pray for them love them respect them as God commanded you to do and God will bless you anyhow Because, as the songwriter said, he's a good, good father. Sometimes just simple statements, like this simple title, Praying to God as Father, which I have to give credit to my youngest son. Um, maybe I'm sure somebody else has preached that before too, but my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, is the one who uh, helped me with that title. Uh, but praying to God, it was, and it was very fitting because it was right before Father's Day. That was not by design, I don't think. But praying to God as Father is very, very important. Dr. James Robinson wrote a book some years ago. I was not that interested in, in the book because... Uh, you know, it had that simple title, and it was titled God as Father, or something to that effect. But this is a very profound thought, and a very powerful thing, to have God as your Father. Uh, you should not be fearful, and you should not be feeling like you're in some kind of bondage if God is your Father, and you have been grafted in and you have been adopted by God because his adoption is for real and he's not going to abuse you or hurt you he loves you with a real love that I can't I can't explain but I challenge you to to read about his love in the Bible and also to find the hymn titled uh, the love of God one of the most delicious, one of the most profound and most beautiful hymns I ever heard in my life. I heard it for the first time in one still evening in Montego Bay, Jamaica. From a beautiful young lady, she was single at the time and I was too, Masia. 
God was blessing and the devil was working at the same time. But she sung that song right before I preached. I don't know if the pastor was trying to marry her off or what, but he, he did a pretty good job. And, but I was blown away, not with Marcia, even though she was beautiful. I was blown away by that song, and it, 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 and it stuck. The love of God, how, and, and, and through a human pen, this man, he, he gave us an idea how deep God's love is for us. And I, I have never been able to shake that song. Many of you, hundreds, thousands of people have heard me talk about that song. But God's love is real. And so, believers in Jesus Christ are brought out from under a spirit of bondage and fear and sin through the love of God and by God's love as Father through belief in Jesus Christ they receive the spirit of adoption and are brought into the family of God you must understand now we don't deserve it we're not a part those of us who are Gentiles red yellow black and white we're not a part of the chosen people, a very gifted and blessed people. You, you cannot deny that people. The Jews, let me help you, the Jews under God impact the whole world and they have done so for years. It's because of some Jews that you're not speaking German right now in America. So get over it. Get over it. White folks, black folks, red folks, yellow folks, all you people who hate the Jews, anti-Semites. Huh? Get over it. God has blessed them uniquely and gifted them. And so we, 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 they don't deserve it either, but we don't deserve it for sure to be adopted by God. What love is this? What kind of love is this that God would look down on a poor, wicked, evil, ungodly, Gentile, uncircumcised and adopt him into his family? What a blessing. And that's why we ought to be forever thankful. The spirit that brings Christians into the family of God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives Christians the right to call God their Father in prayer and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their brother, the all-powerful name of Jesus. You can't get your prayers answered in your name, you Gentile, okay? Or you Jew, in the name of Jesus. That's it. Who is a Jew? But who is the Passover, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for the sins of the whole world? That's why we can't unhitch the New Testament from 
the Old Testament, Andy. I know you're listening. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, believers are brought into the family of God and can refer to God as their father and themselves as his children. Glory be to God. And so the question tonight, my dear friends, is do you know God as Father? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you ever been born again by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? If you have not, you need to do that now. And here's how. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all are sinners, Jews and Gentiles alike. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in God's sight, even though we are sinners. We're all in the same boat. We have broken God's Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting in our hearts after people and things. Dishonoring our parents, disobeying our parents. Dishonoring God by taking his name in vain, committing adultery, committing homosexuality, committing uh, fornication, having sex outside of marriage, before marriage, stealing. We all have sinned and come short of, of the glory of God. How about you? Would you agree with that? Haven't you said, well, nobody's perfect? Well, that you're admitting that you're a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, as nice as he may be, is a sinner, pastor of the largest church in the world. And, they, and, and these, these, these guys would admit it. I'm a preacher. I've been preaching 42 years, but I'm a sinner too. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you're in the same boat whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin. Always. <clears throat> we know that. You know that. There are proceedings going on in our country right now in courtrooms across the nation and around the globe. Why? Because people have sinned. People have done wrong. And, and it, it, even on this earth, <clears throat> with judges as sinners and lawyers as sinners and prosecutors as sinners, we got to deal with sin and get it to the point where it is punished to keep order in this society so that we can uh, have some kind of uh, peace and uh, uh, order. 
sin has to be punished. That's on earth. In a home, sin, evil, has to be punished to keep order in the home. Well, where did did we get that from? God. That whole concept comes from God. And the ultimate punishment is death and hell. See, 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 God is so serious about this matter of sin. Look at how beautiful God made me. Look at how beautiful God made you. Do you really believe God wants to see us die and go to hell? Do you you really, after all of this, it takes millions of dollars to build robots that almost act like humans. Well, who does that, humans? Now, you know that's something interesting when a man, a human being, can make an a, 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 a inanimate object, a, 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 a robot or an Alexa, to be able to count faster than the human brain or to multiply something that most humans cannot do, including me. Where does that come from? That comes from the power of God who made man so wonderful, so beautiful, so smart. Do you really believe God wants to see it destroyed? No, but we have sinned against him so grievously that we must die. We must suffer the pain and the punishment of death. And don't let anybody fool you, there's nothing more frightening and more terrible than death. Don't believe these philosophers saying that death is uh, a part of life. No, it's not a part of life, man. It is the end of life. The termination of life is over. At any time, you can go into a grocery store and meet death. You can go into an elementary school and look like angels and meet death. You can go into a hospital and be a doctor and meet death. These things have happened over the past few weeks. It is the punishment of our sin. We don't die because of the coronavirus plague, which is afoot again. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because of cardiac arrest. We die because of our sin. Sin is a cancer all by itself. Sin will take you further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. Sin is a bad boy. Evil sin and all of us are wicked all of us are sinners and sin has to be punished don't you marvel at the uh, American justice system yes they have their faults and flaws but it it keeps on rolling if you have a due date if you have a a court date you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to meet that date you're gonna have to be there 
to see if you're going to be punished for the evil you did. We have to keep order in society. That's why we have police officers, sheriffs, to punish evildoers. Huh? All the way down here on earth we're dealing with that. And in and, 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 and many states in this country, we're wicked, sinful human beings ourselves as judges, as jurors, as, as, as lawyers and prosecutors. But if you have done something so heinous, like kill your mother, or kill your wife, or kill your uh, children, well then, like in the state of Texas, you're going to die while you are on death row in jail in prison somewhere. How can that be? Because we have a God in heaven who wants order. And he's going to have order in heaven. And so if you sin down here and you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as he has provided for you, you refuse Jesus Christ, you reject Jesus Christ, or you neglect Jesus Christ, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. And God wants you to understand something. That if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, my friend, listen to me very well. Listen to me. You are going to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And repent of your sins. See, I have to. He wants me to tell you that like this. Because you're not getting it. You're saying God is just too loving to send me there. God is very loving. He's done everything he could do to save you from hell. He died for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Now that's love for you. Okay, but he wants me to be very clear to you that if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in a real sense, while the blood is running warm in your veins, you're going to die and you're going straight to hell. It is a point on the man who wants to die. I know it sounds crazy. I know I look like the crazy prophet that people mock and so forth. And so that's all right. It's all right. But John the Baptist, even though his head rolled, he was right. Okay? Don't worry about the craziness that you think you see. Focus on what I'm telling you. If we put people to death on earth and we're all sinners, including the judge, the prosecutor, the lawyers, the jurors, and everybody, and we say, no, he must die. We have the authority from God to put that man to death. And you think that you're going to get away in God's court? No. Unless you, unless you have the lawyer who has never lost a case. His name is Jesus. You better believe in him right now. <clears throat> Jonathan comes on television every day telling you to get the 995 life insurance policy. I'm coming every day to tell you to get the free, paid for in full, eternal life insurance policy before you leave here. Because if you don't, you're going to 
burn in hell forever. I know it sounds strange. I know it sounds foreign. I know most preachers don't preach on it in your little church in the veil. But you need to hear that because that's happening. That's happening now. And that's going to happen in the future. And you don't know how long you have to live. You could have died today. You could die tonight in your sleep. I know a man in the body or out of the body. I cannot tell. When walking in a uh, certain establishment, a business establishment, and this is the second time it happened. And I don't know if somebody there is trying to kill this man or not. But I, I, I would turn a corner and a, 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 something like a fainting kind of thing, this man, uh, would happen. I didn't faint, but I felt like fainting. Or he felt like fainting. You understand? Meaning, and so this is, it's only this particular Walmart. It happened twice. It happened years ago and it happened recently. Strange phenomenon. I'm walking down the aisle and this sudden strange feeling like I'm about to drop. Oh, he is about to drop. In the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. Huh? You can drop dead. My point is you can drop dead at any time and you don't even know the reason why. One great actor, I liked the actor myself. He's kind of crazy. Uh, lived a painful life. But uh, he was he was down in uh, the islands doing a movie. He woke up dead. He went to sleep alive and he woke up dead. He didn't wake up is the point. He died in his sleep. Huh? Well, if you die in your sleep, you can't repent and you can't believe in Jesus Christ, man, if you die in your sleep. And you can do that. Many people die in their sleep. That's a frightening thing. You say, preach, you are not to try to scare. I am not trying to scare you. Where am I going to scare you to? Hell number one? Hell number two? Hell number three? What? What are you talking about? I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. And it's real. And what God is trying to get you to understand through uh, this preacher tonight that he, now, uh, the wages of sin is death, right? That means that if God allows you to die because of your sin from this beautiful greenish, bluish, whitish earth hanging on nothing but his power, his word, then son, daughter, you're going to hell if you don't stop by the cross and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that's not popular. I know most preachers don't preach on it. But you need to hear that. And especially you people in the church. Lost and on your way to hell, you don't even know it. You don't even believe that, the, that hell exists yourself. Because nobody ever, nobody ever taught you that. I, w I was in the same boat. In fact, sometimes I get a little bit ticked, a little bit angry that nobody told me. All of my uh, Southern Baptist brethren who neglected us in New Bern, North Carolina, New Brooklyn, New York, 
all my Bible believing brother, my evangelical brethren, who they are my brethren now, but they didn't come and knock on our door. You know who came? The Jehovah's Witnesses with their lies. They don't want you stop by. I get a little bit ticked. I get a little bit angry. I almost went to hell because of you so-called Christians who didn't want to come down to the hood and talk to me. I, I believe I would have gotten saved earlier and would have saved my life a whole lot of problems. You people need to repent of that foolishness. And so, dear friends, hell is real. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell, sadly, than most preachers living over the past 50 to 100 years on hell. Jesus Christ said regarding hell, Accept the fact, my dear friend, you're on the way to a devil's hell right now as I speak. For Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy, if thy eye offend thee, cut it off. Uh, pardon me. If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not. These are the words of Jesus Christ. And the fire is not quenched. This is Jesus Christ warning you about hell. He's the same Jesus Christ who loved people and healed people and raised people from the dead. The one you love and respect. Jesus Christ said, And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Do you believe it now? Jesus, what Jesus Christ said about hell. And that's where you're going right now if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. Do it now. Hell is bad news. Yes, once you trust Christ as Savior and you obey Him and follow Him, you ought to have a better life. You ought to be more joyful. You ought to be more cheer cheerful. Yes, you ought to one day have a better family if everybody gets saved and obey the Word of God. But ultimately, my dear friend, is that you're getting saved from hell. And what God has in mind is a divine reset going all the way back to the Garden of Eden and starting basically all over. 
with redeemed people who have believed in his son, Jesus Christ. Okay? You, you, you just don't know what God has in store for you. So you need to get saved, believe in Christ, serve him, and uh, find out later on down the road what God has in store for you. So hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. <clears throat> Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> These are the most <clears throat> important words, pardon me. These are the most important words in the history of the world. So just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And pray and ask him to, to come into your heart to save your soul. Romans 10, 9 and 13 makes it very clear. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name, pray and ask him to save your soul and change your life. And he will save you. If he can save me, he can save you. So get saved tonight from that awful place called hell. And get saved from a hellacious life. I wouldn't trade my life for anything since I met Jesus Christ as my Savior, December the 19th, 1979. So follow me in prayer. Repeat after me. Uh, uh, in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments as was brought out by the preacher and your word. And I have sinned against you repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my wicked sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit 
and help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new, uh, newness of life. Lord Jesus, I pray it in your name. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it, Congratulations, you are now saved from that awful place called hell, and now you have a home in heaven. You say, Preacher, how can you say that with, so, uh, with such confidence? Because I believe God's word. Because the Bible tells us that God cannot lie, Jesus Christ cannot lie. So, if you trusted Christ as Savior today, go to Gospel Light Society or Gospel Light House of Prayer and read my book titled uh, What to Do After I uh, Enter Through the Door. And uh, it will tell you everything you need to help you grow in the faith and become the disciple that God wants you to be. <coughs> also, dear friend, if you have a prayer request, send that in to us. Let us know that you got saved at DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com. And until next time, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good. Thank you for being with us tonight. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. If the Lord tarries his coming and we live, who knows what God is going to do. I do know that God is stepping real hard right now. So uh, there's no telling. Keep looking up for those of you who are saved, for your redemption draweth nigh. Make sure that you continue to pray without ceasing. Don't allow yourself, child of God, to get into a depression. Don't allow yourself to get into a fetal position and faint and give up. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men, that includes women and teenagers, uh, ought to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. Pray always, the Bible says. Continue instant in prayer. When you feel the darkness coming upon your soul, start praying until the light shines again. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, let's all stand. And yes, you can stand right where you are. Stop being lazy. Get up and stand with us and pray uh, our final prayer of the night, our closing prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done, for what you're doing, and for what you will do. Thank you, Lord, for saving the souls tonight that got saved, encouraging the saints who are about to quit. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege to pray for many others. Uh, Lord, glorify your holy name and uh, lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help uh, my producers and directors who put all of this together, Lord, to... Uh, do the after work uh, to send these messages. 
multiple messages out around the world and uh, also Holy Father God uh, help everybody to pray without ceasing in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake amen God bless you dear friends until next time Lord willing we'll see you tomorrow